the story in the Bible where 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 Jesus is like, you know, God gives everybody a certain amount of talents or talents. <laughs> it's like money, but but the the metaphor of like, uh-huh. and then whether or not I do anything with. Sometimes I look at what I've. Sometimes I perseverate on how little I've accomplished, um, and the the thing that can the only thing that brings me ease is thinking of my kids. You know that maybe. <laughs> I know that's a sort of negative thing that but I do I do suffer from that thought not too much but sometimes and uh, I find I find it's it's you know assuaged a little bit the sting of it by thinking well actually you know the biggest quote unquote project or really my children and my family yes. for that. And, and and I think sometimes it's hard I think for men or for women or for people in modern society to really see that as vocation it is a vocation the vocation of being a parent and in fact it it, it maybe can at least be equal with or perhaps even uh you know surpass what we what we what we normally think of as vocation whatever our how we make money or what our car and calling is so i think that's really key you know for me to see that you know in kind of break the pattern in my culture of thinking oh it's kind of some it's not like this. It's the most important for me. It has proved to be the most important role, father and caring. It's interesting because there's this there's this way that it's it's the most effective. It's like the most effective thing I can do to spread love in the world is to raise this you know an, another person whose life is focused on love. And, raise um, a love bomb, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but there's this risk in my mind, you know, of that also feeling like, um, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm going to make it his responsibility, not mine. You know, like there's this, uh, there's this oh. line between, you know, well, what's my role? Oh. What's he supposed to do to spread more love in the world? Um should he just have another kid and spread more love in the world? Is that also, does he have the same job to spread more love in the world or, I mean, but of, but of course, you you know, he'll, you live however many years of your life and you interact with however many people and, and hopefully they're interacting with someone whose life is oriented towards love. And, and then that yeah that happens along the way that's the i don't know is that the real work yeah what's the real work that's the thing right i guess that's what i'm asking is what's the real work mm-hmm. is it raising a a person oriented towards love or is it all the stuff you do along the way being a person oriented towards love uh are you oriented yeah. towards spreading love or are you oriented towards raising a person who will spread love um hmm. And I or guess maybe ca- carrying that's... carrying the essential role of fatherhood into and how I'm wishing to be towards my son into into all relations, you know, in some way having having fatherhood, the depth of that vocation permeate all the other vocations. Not that that necessarily all the other vocations are what we're called on to do throughout the day. Not that it's necessarily always um, explicitly in service of of the child or sometimes, but but rather there's this just implicit caring of fatherhood into 
into all realms, I guess on the level of caring and concern, um, you know. And sometimes that means, we talked about it yesterday, and sometimes that means, um, you know, kind of like backing off and, and being, you know, practicing Wu Wei, the art of non-acting, you know, that Lao Tzu makes such a big thing of. He seems to imply in the Tao Te Ching that yeah. a lot of times we take actions that are not required out of a sense of a need to control yeah. Um, a sense of, and so some, so oftentimes it means maybe not identifying so distinctly with, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's delicate. We did talk about that in the car yesterday with, with, yes. with Kendra, and I thought that was a really, that was a point of something I wanted to bring up uh, with you. Uh, yeah, I hope that I can find that balance and, and encourage him and stay out of his way and, and it's hard, you know, yeah, your kids got to learn stuff. You hope that they can learn from you things that are very painful to learn on your own and, and try to mm. gauge, mm. you know, we, uh, early on in his life, I, you know, someone said this to me, you know, it was like not an epiphany necessarily, but it was like someone talking about, uh, letting kids make safe, like take safe risks and uh, so like we walk along the ditches in New Mexico and it's like wet, muddy water and he's wet, wet water. It's the wettest of water. Um, and uh, he walks too close to the edge and I keep thinking he's going to fall in and he and, you know, it, well, his mother and I are, you know, constantly, you know, Ezra, not too close, not too close, not too close. And just one day I just thought, you know, fuck it. Right. Like if what could be better than one day he'll fall in the water, he's not going to die. He's not going to get hurt probably at all. It'll just be kind of yucky. And this um, is a very good example. Yeah. yeah. Super. Uh -huh. And then, and then yeah. super, you know, so how do I gauge what yeah. risks are safe for him to take yeah. and what are not, you know, that's obviously its own whole art. But I, I do try to find that line and and not anticipate how how he needs to learn, how he needs to I don't know what he should be attracted to or not attracted to. I was listening to some guys um on a podcast kind of discussing nature versus nurture, and they were, you know, they were talking about their tendency before they were parents to associate more with uh, nurture that, you know, it's sort of a parent's responsibility to make a kid what the kid's going to be. And, um, and then once they had a kid, they saw the kid come into life with all of these propensities. And I was kind of surprised at, that they both agreed with that so quickly, so heartily, because I don't, I don't think that's been my experience. I think that I came into fatherhood with a very strong sense, which is maybe a blessing of mine in many things. I come into many activities or projects with a strong sense of, I don't know what the fuck. And, um, <laughs> and I feel like I've come to more of a sense of, yeah. I see the power of my impact and the, yeah. And thus the importance of it. And, and the responsibility of it. Maybe this is an extension of my personal tendency to be hard on myself. Could um, be. It's very. It's many, many, many angles on this particular 
thing right here. And, and you know, the nature and nurture, opposite sides of the same coin in a certain sense. It's the same coinage, though, for me. Uh -huh. So that there's a, once you have a child, you know, and you know of yourself, there's just a, there is a nature to you. There's a, some kind of, there's qualities about one that seem to be um, either accentuated or atrophied due to the enculturation and in the, what we experience in time as we grow as a, but we seem to come in with very distinctive uh -huh. Um, so to me, the art of nurturing is to be a person like you just said, where you're like, I don't know, so that we don't stamp the kid in our own image, that there's not a sense of, well, I mean, that's just what a boy does. He plays athletics, you know, and my dad uh -huh. pushed this on me and he did it out of love, but it, it wasn't quite paying attention to my nature. He yeah. was trying to nurture me. So to me, you have a kid and you realize, whoa, nature's a thing. And you have a kid and you realize, whoa, nurture's a thing. And you have a kid and then you realize, oh my gosh, they're like literally weaving together the tapestry of your life. Those two, yeah. that's one way to talk about the, the liminal state of being a human. What, between nature and nurture? And like trying to, like, should I feed that part of his nature because that's a little weird well is it weird that's a little uh -huh. strange well uh -huh. strange to who kept well that but it's strange yeah but to you know what i do this stuff would come up and you're like okay i'm gonna think we're gonna let that fly and i'm gonna remain mute you know or whatever i, I um, and i don't know if he has this like i don't mm. know if i've mentioned this before right that he mm. has this um or if I've mentioned this on the podcast or, or whatever, it's, it's sorry, it's going to happen. But yeah, um, yeah. his, uh, his obsession with um, old man gloom, this uh, 50 foot tall effigy uh, that is burned once a year in Santa, Santa Fe, Fe. Mm -hmm. right uh, at the Zizobra festival. Um, and uh, it was just that, you know, it just blew him away when he saw this thing. It just blew him away. He was just so excited and so overwhelmed. And so it's such a spectacle and it's, you know, kind of it's grand and it's primal and it's uh, it's beautiful and it's it's whimsical. But it's, you know, it's kind of amazing and kind of fucked up and whatever, really like. And he, you know, to the point that his mother and I, you know, have looked at each other at certain points and been like, is this, you know, is this, a, is it much? Is it too much? You know, his like, he goes to dance classes and then like at a certain point, he'll just start slowly moving when he gets in the zone and just become, you know, his, his Ishta Devata, his Yidam, his, his personal deity, um, which is this, you know, this character, mm. old man gloom who moves in this certain way and, mm. um, and I, you know, what are you going to do, man? Like you got to, I don't know. I don't know what it means. And I'm going to, he's into it. And I guess I'm just going to encourage it. And, and, uh, and you hope it's okay. And, um, and this is, I don't know, this is the direction the flower is blossoming in. And yeah. so. Or rat, I don't know, encourage, maybe, maybe remain watchful. And if he wants to go, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not not to give advice or anything, but I just, uh, yeah, like encourage in the sense of watchful. Yeah, and not, but like, I mean, like his birthday is right on Monday. Yeah. And he wants, uh-huh. 
So do I get him? He didn't like ask for stuff, but it's like, look, here's a, here's a Zazobra doll. Here's a Zazobra poster, you know, mm. like, mm. uh, do I not? Cause mm. I'd like to see it maybe come down a notch or just like, he just like, he's going to see that he's going to love it. He's just going to be so happy. Uh, um, uh, uh-huh. you know, my uh. main job is to help him be a happy child. And he regularly makes this noise in the house, which is, the sound of my son pretending to be immolated, which is strange. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, and oh, he's gone that? through. Oh, it's my yeah. son being burned alive. It's cool. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and he's gone through. Uh, you know, a, a grandparent is gone that was there. Yeah. You know, and that he's gone through. He's experienced death at a young that's age, true. like, and it's like, that's well. True. And that's a that's a large one to work through at that age. That's it. It does require some, I think, some some absorbable symbols that might, you know, help him yeah. work. Maybe I don't know if it's connected. It's interesting. I don't. I hadn't yeah, made who, that connection. Who, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know if he has a sense that uh, it very well. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he was grieving. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would expect not. I don't, you know, I my father died when I was eight, and I did grieve, um, which three years makes a big difference, at, you know, at yeah, this age. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Five and eight. I, yeah, right. I wish three years made a bigger difference at my age, but it doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. It just becomes less and less the case as you get into society. <laughs> but you know, I think of Howard Thurman, the black mystic theologian of the 20th century American black, and um, you know, he's like, "How do you keep you keeping that ever?" He calls it the evergreen edge, you know, of like a being where you're one is always just growing into God, into truth, into love, like uh, so that each year can be more cosmic. And it seems like he was describing what he was experiencing, even as his bodily abilities waned he felt an ever-increasing faith and in 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 for him for him in god and in and in christ so it's like wow yeah what is that right. how do we um it's what, a big recurring theme right i yeah, mean um yeah, certainly big, christ talked about having the you know coming coming to things like a child you know being like a child and right there's a right zen mind beginner's mind i think is the it's maybe a Suzuki book. Yep. And, and I, I think of Will Duncan actually, uh, our, our, who talked about, um, to me, he talked a, a lot about the difference between, what did he call it? Uh, pre-rational and trans-rational, um, which is that it's different necessarily than the mind of a child that, that somehow there was some story and someone can look this up somewhere and I probably won't about Picasso and his children or his grandchildren and the artwork made by his grandchildren and the artwork made by him. And it's, it's not the same. There is something different about coming into the rational and stepping beyond it than not having had it. Beautiful. And, and I, yeah, I think it's an important distinction that can be well, faith lost. Is, yeah, faith. Faith is transrational. It's not uh-huh. irrational. It's not irrational. Nor can one call it entirely rational. But without the rational, one cannot arrive arrive at faith. 
well, and therefore it is a transrational state. A transrational does not negate pre-rational, or oh. it can be rational. It could also be transrational, and oh, that well, these yeah. faiths would have would look different. You know, a pre-rational faith wouldn't necessarily. I, I'm you know going to say wouldn't necessarily have. I don't know the the uh, like a the sophistication that a transrational faith m- might have. So, well, so what would that look like? Pre- yeah, right. Well, exactly. And in fact, transrational faith, which is based upon pre-rational, the the for me the mixing of pre-rational and rational uh, life. There's a mixing of that into that whole. The transrational would be for me the wine of faith. The 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 matured state of a of a of a of a spiritual practitioner w- w- would often involve i've never thought of this until this moment i mean never put it in these words the way um um ben put it so will put it it's just that's a that's a um that's very accurate to what i understand to be christian theological the, the, a christian theological position which is that that faith a matured faith is a kind of an, an 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 ascent of the intellect into faith. So the rational is yeah. is yeah. baptized by faith. It's not, and in 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 and so trans that word, it 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 doesn't. It, there's no negation, right, in that word of 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 the rational or of the intellect. I don't what, know. If, I don't or know. Or if is that's there? True or in is there? Or is it, Again, yeah. and we talked about trans meaning to change, but also trans can mean to you know to transcendent, trans, right? To, you know, beyond. I, you know, I take it that way, transfixed. you know, which is almost like you have to have your your rumspringer. You have to go. <laughs> yes, a rumspringer. So you can be born into faith, um, but you you kind mm. of solidify the faith. It's almost like. Uh, a hardy or developed religion that is based in a, a, a deeper sort of a faith would understand that a, a child or a young adult or, or whomever in their development towards a higher sort of faith has to kind of go on, on walkabout and, and they may return and <laughs> sort of have to accept Quite. that risk. Yeah. And that's and why. Then, yeah. That's why when you know you know my 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 uh, a Hindu family friend of mine's or a Muslim family friend friends, uh, w- w- the kids turn sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Oh my gosh, my child's an atheist. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're losing yeah. their religion. And I always uh, respond. I respond to Anayat. I respond to my friends like, well, thank goodness they've been yeah. born into this, inculcated. And yeah. I would expect nothing less of your intelligent you know, provocative children who are seeking truth. So, so truth, so, so stumbling, having a walkabout. I am very, I'm very suspect of someone who never goes through some sort of atheism or some sort of not, and not let you have to end that. It could be you go, you move from monotheism to atheism, you stay it your whole life. But I, I, I would seriously doubt a person's spiritual unfolding if they're like highly questioning, that they wouldn't come uh-huh. to that. And it was sad to see, again, along the nature and nurture, well, you've nurtured them in this religion. Now let their nature come forth, which is what? God doesn't exist. With this war, 
with this thing, this constant, there's too much. I can't, I can't square it. And then leave the child alone, man. I tell my friend, please, please, please do not make them do salat. There is no coercion in Hinduism or in Islam or in Christianity. You, I, I just feel so protective of, of, of adolescent and children's minds. Like we are not to make them of some religion. We're, that is not our, it may be that because we were Buddhist yeah. and we just, they follow in our footsteps or they do practice yoga because you did, but there can be no coercion. And I, and I understand the suffering of the moms and dads. I feel it. We talk about it. It's a thing that comes up and it's hard. I used to pray with my, I used to do, this was my kids. They used to come to the temple. Now they don't do anything. They just play video. They're on their iPhone. They're losing God. Oh my gosh, the world, America, capital, it's, it's closing in on them. I'm losing, you know, it's intense. And those are feelings that have to, but goodness gracious, what are, I, I can, I, I could only feel relief. I mean, I'm sorry. I just, for me, I just a kid who just doesn't ever say what? You're telling me that there's this God who is all kind and all loving and all merciful? Give me a break. My friend just took his life. I'm hooked on this. I would look at my world. Like, right. the, I, I, so anyway, I, 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 I go on. I don't but know to, how to talk to my kid about faith yet. And this is a hard thing for me. And mm, I just, mm, and mm, I, you know, mm, he's five going on six, you know. It's yeah, not, so, yeah. It's not too much of a thing I have to deal with yet, you know, but yeah. every now and then when we dance to towards metaphys <laughs> metaphysical questions, um, they, they come up and yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know mm. what to say. I don't do it. I'm glad that I was given religion as a child. I think it was important and beautiful for me. I don't feel like I can do it the way it was done for me. Yeah. In your case, Judaism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And it was deep and it was beautiful. Yeah. And I think that there's like, uh, in my own personal development, there was sort of a, the pre-rational faith of being told and accepting that there, uh, that the, the universe is fundamentally benign and, um, and then a rational period, you know, we'll call it coming out of that saying that that, you know, undermining that the universe could have such a fundamental quality yeah. or that there is, you know, solid evidence. And then I don't know if I have, you know, I, I shouldn't say that I've achieved, you know, but I, but I aspire or I find myself now, you know, now later in life, which whatever includes probably the past couple decades or something in my life, but um, moving towards this, I don't know, this, this sense that, 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 that one can kind of choose that, there, that you will not be able to help, but feel yourself immersed in a reality, which is benign or otherwise that you will be you will just feel that well like you kind of can't help it that we are kind of made of polarities that we have these tendencies to drift towards one or another and to just kind of let it be is a is kind of an i hate to say but uh, but i will almost like an irresponsible gamble yeah. Uh, yeah. with uh, your uh, precious uh, life e um uh -huh. will i accidentally drift towards joy or 
or or or or grief or or uh, a, a cynicism when it's it's not it doesn't have to be an accident that you could kind of somehow know that these weren't fundamental qualities of the universe and that 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 allows you to choose um, and maybe that you know i don't know is that a fundamental quality well, well what is fundamental is that mm-hmm. the basis of that choice seems to decide whether we're happy or sad so there seems to be a law inscribed upon the tablature of the human heart i will say that in judaism yeah. it is not the universe that is benign it is god that is benign and it's an absolutely crucial distinction which we don't have to get into but yeah that there's a good god and that the rain falls on all alike and the sun falls on all alike both evil and good that there's this benign force so god's creation is not fundamentally good only god yeah only god is fundamentally good we wouldn't you wouldn't have a well you would say yes to creation god's creation is good but then as where you go what we so there's a basic yes within Judaism and all monotheism that doesn't start with the question as to whether it's true from its own side or whether it's available as being something that's a source of suffering or a source of joy. Before all that, it's simply joy manifest, creation, yes, amen. And from there we then go, well, but we do we are stamped in the image of God. What do we mean? Oh, well, we have the freedom to choose, which is what you're saying. It's neither this nor we can choose one or the other. There's some, there's some, but, but, the, but what we're not free to choose is to somehow twist God's law from I could do something that would harm someone else that would lead to something good in my life. That is a, that cannot be, that is a law given to us by revelation, by God, that God inscribes that on the human heart. That's just understood. It, that's not. That's not a thing that now what we do with should the, the it's nature not a thing that what that's something that is always the case. Now God does turn suffering ultimately with the collusion of human will and God's will. I think suffering, and I like that you stopped yourself. You went grief and then you changed it to suffering because uh, to cynicism uh, to cyn- excuse me you you yeah. use the word grief and you changed it to cynicism which was even better because suffering in grief can be salvific or a co- or not so the problem isn't grief or suffering rather it's the cynicism around grief and suffering which i i love that you switched that at the end at the end of your last um uh so anyway i just I just say, and I don't, you know, you know, we don't have to get into the difference between God is benign and the creation is a uh, benign. You know, we don't have to go down that, um, you know, road. Uh, I, but, you um, know, I, 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 I mean, it, it makes it sound like, like, it, it, like it's a small thing when I say that something is semantic, and and I think as as one gets to know me, mm. they can come to understand that that's it's not a small thing. <laughs> not how I feel yeah, I, when I, I say that something is semantic, but um, but I but there's a sense in which I see the law of grief returns grief, or suffering returns suffering, or or harm inflicts harm as almost a semantic one. That it's it's um, a law mm, that mm. it's not to say it's a fundamental law. 
I, I don't believe it's a fundamental law in the sense that I don't believe that's a self-existent law in the sense that I don't believe that it exists beyond the realm of semantics in a sense, which is not to say that it's not infallible because semantics are about the, the <laughs> description of infallible relationships, which is, <laughs> it is an assertion of definitions into the world. So for example, the, you know, the classical Buddhist definition of, uh, existence. Well, I was going to say non-virtue. Oh, uh, uh-huh. right. Um, uh, is what, um, it's, it's that which brings pain. You see, it's that which brings pain. And that's, and, and so, so to say that, does that mean, you know, now when you go back and you think about that, then later on you're Ooh, studying that's, scripture. That's problematic. That's problematic. And, that's a well, problematic I'm okay. Thing. That's okay. Well, okay. Listen, we'll, we'll talk about it. But we but are. Yeah. I'm just let just, me yeah. unpack that uh, when you talk later about the idea that good must come from good and bad must come from bad, you see, that it's, it's defined posthumously, you see, it's a semantic distinction. So to say like, oh, there's this fundamental law of the universe that like, yeah, but how come, right? Punching a guy in the belly can't lead to, to, to good. Well, it's not exactly what I said. You see, if a thing leads to pain, then that's what we're calling non-virtue. Now, if you put that in the framework, if you mix systems, well, we have a problem. If we're saying that God deems, right? Uh, non-virtue to be anything which leads to pain. That's a different thing than saying that we're describing a semantic distinction because by definition, if you set up a system of definitions, then if something leads to pain, it's, yeah. it's non-virtuous. Yeah. Yeah. So and your that, problem that, and... of course is that some things could lead to pain and be virtuous. Well, not only is that a, yeah, just to put it, I mean, yes, to put it lightly, <laughs> uh, like our, my very salvation is found in my pain, in fact, and far more than in yeah. my joy within the Christian system. There is no pushing away of pain. There's an abs, there's a, there's a leaning into it and a consecrating it to God. And well, so it's, a, that, it's, it's a, not that there's no pushing away of pain. That's not correct. Well, I mean, what I mean is it's ripened and here it is. So to, to, to lean into what is occurring, not from the desire that it continue, but the, but the Mm -hmm. desire to understand that it is, and it is happening and it's in the room and these relations in this family Thanksgiving dinner around the table where you could cut the pain with a knife and you lean it rather than trying to say something that might fix it or might even transcend it or might even that that the transcendence of it is in the pain that the that there's a way in which i can respond to pain through that god-given law of love that i find in i i feel like it's almost like a stamp like a tendency to uh, uh, assuage or to diminish the pain in that room 
oh, well, it would certainly d diminish the pain inside myself. I don't know what it would do in the room. We can only hope with, 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 well, well, I we mean, yeah. So, yeah, we so, can, so, so, so we yeah. are choosing to say something that would potentially diminish that pain. Oh, oh yeah. I, I just mean what I, <laughs> I just mean a relationship to pain is somehow like simply bad as opposed to, oh, this shows exactly where, the well, work is see, needed this is to be not exactly what's being said. And it's not exactly what I'm saying, because another, another distinction that's important to create is that when we talk about deeds in this, you know, realm, so to speak, right in the Buddhist parlance, then um, our deeds are neither purely virtuous nor pu purely non-virtuous, right? When we do virtue mm -hmm. in this realm, it's called mixed karma. good karma. Yeah. yeah right. So, yeah. So it's not, we yeah. are limited in this. So if I smack my child on the tuchus because he was running towards the road, um, it, and I, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily do it, but even to raise my voice, right. To, um, to do something short term that might be uncomfortable, uh, because you are confident that in the long run, you will get a, better outcome that may be the best thing to do in a given situation but is it ideal in my personal opinion no i well, i would yeah. prefer yeah. that giving a kid a lollipop in all cases would lead to the greatest happiness it doesn't seem to me to work that way unfortunately um, yeah yeah and saint Teresa of Lisieux, our 20th century french saint she, you know, she she's like, oh, I'm walking along the road with my my father, who's a doctor, and I fell into a hole and twisted my, I broke my fibia or tibia or whatever, and yeah. and then my dad reset it. I and and she said, would have rather my father pointed out that there was a hole there and didn't have to like you know doctor me up. And she's like, right. we we can't. There's a very mistaken notion of the cross, and I think your use of Buddhist parlance can help heal an idolatry around suffering and a cult of death, as opposed to a cult of life and resurrection, which is done in the light of death, in the light of the mixed nature of being, that we are, we are constantly becoming what we were not, were not but yet what we were, we were is, is here with us right now. There's a sense in which we carry our old selves and are becoming new ones. We're we're in this 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 tension, and but you don't go and make an idol of the 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 man on the cross, which 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 my gosh, who hasn't done that? I mean, both metaphorically and directly as a criminal. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, you know, so so, uh, yeah, and then and then God help me, like I know I'm doing that. I misunderstand that. So even within the mixed karma, the, the grace of just being like, help, you know, knowing that I could never, you know, you produce a pure, ethically golden karmic seed right. that will, you know, it's like, good luck, buddy. You know, right. I yeah. mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And so my, you know, my, my kid, like, what mm. am I, mm. I'm not going to make him Jewish first. Uh, Amen. <laughs> we're not going that route, he and I. I mean, it's a lovely. Although really that could be lovely too. 
That could be I'm really glad too. I did. Yeah. I'm extremely yeah, yeah. grateful for it. It was it I feel like it was a right path for me. Um which is nice. I don't always feel that way yeah. uh, about about yeah. my childhood, but I, I'm really yeah. glad that I was Jewish for a bit. If I had to do it again, I would mm-hmm. I wished it in some level I had become a Christian where there are churches and that I had not taken my kids as Christians. I might I might not taken them to confirmation or anything like just mm-hmm. come to church and put on the costumes and sing about mercy and love together and and avoid indoctrinate. I'd be very careful about the costume the edu- is, is slacks and a pastel button up. Well, and then, you know, all the beautiful pageants and the choir and wearing and the three Kings and the little lambs and the, the, just the beauty of the tradition. They're just sheer and how geared it is to the children and God's play and how beautiful that is without any even whiff of doctrine or dogma, not even a, God forbid. And, and, and so of course that will come there. They'll hear things they'll hear and it, they won't, but little seeds are, if I could do it again, I feel my children really could have used that weekly structure. It wouldn't have even mattered when it was in Taos. It was the Hindu temple. We went and Hanuman was there and they brought a piece of fruit and my son sat on my lap and I played the Murdangam and the Balaram and the Dotar and the Ektar. And we went to Shivaratri and we went to Guru Purnima and on all the beautiful festivals. And it just worship Uh, and flowers and fire pits. asked me yesterday, is Ganesh real? No. I don't know how to answer that <laughs> that's question. Good, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know how to answer that question. I, Amen. And I think I said to him something like, oh, it's complicated. I don't know. I don't, I, I, Why is know. the sky blue? Um, that's no, easier. See, if he asks me if Harry Potter is real, I say no. Yeah, um, right. No problem. But if he asks me if Ganesh, I say, well, technically, son, Ganesh is a god, so it's complicated. Um. Which is at least if if he remembers that answer, if that answer forms him in any way, it will be that um, that his dad was reluctant to give a direct answer on a question like "Is Ganesh real?" And I I think I stand by that answer for now. Um, daddy, Daddy, who is Hanuman? Daddy, who is Hanuman? Who 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 is not so bad? Who who is Hanuman? And 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 and. Why do we, why is Hanuman, well, um, Hanuman is not a god, and nor is Ganesha. Ganesh and Hanuman are aspects of God, the whole reality, and well, which, what asks, what part of God? Oh, well, Ganesh is the part of God that protects us from Bad stuff. And what about Hanuman? Oh, Hanuman's the one who serves us, kind of like Jesus, very much a servant, kind of opens his heart and just is obedient to everything, you know, just takes care. Oh, wasn't Rama God? No, no, no. Sita, Ram, Ram's like a king, the aspect of God that is kingly and father. What about, you know, that's how, that's how how they learn. I'm not even willing to take that position, you know, like I, and I'll tell the story, but I'm not even willing to take the position that, that, uh, that's what I the, did. I'm actually saying this because this is what I did. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's what I told my. That's what I told my my child. That's all I was well, saying. I, I wasn't felt more I confident at when you were that age and when I was that age and when I was the age that you were then. Forget about it. But 
But even 10 years ago, I think I'd have been, I'd, I'd have felt a lot more confident giving my own um, oh. uh, uh, theological take on the oh. meaning of Hanuman or, or oh. Ganesh in a way that I, I well, they I were part of my because was, there's so many. Well, it was part yes. of my, it was part of my, my life, you know, so. Well, you know, sure. I, 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 tra- I trained with, you know, I, you know, with, with the swamis there and the, sure. the, the Jeevan. So like, it was a beautiful, just think of it as like, you know, another color of the divine tapestry. I don't think I was giving some heavy theological take. No. Like that's well, an like example. know that those that's are options. An ex- that you that's an for. example of actually where I was not really being heavily dogmatic or doctrinal. I was more sure. allowing because, of course, we were also going to Shabbat with the children on Friday. So wait a minute. Now, that's a different language, right, Dad, than what we're singing in the temple when we do the Hanuman Chalisa. Shri Guru Yeah, now we're doing Barukata Adonai Elohinu. Yeah, that's a different language. He goes, but they sound, you know, for him, it just sounded like the same spiritual stuff that he didn't understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. And yeah, so you're no, like, totally. oh. We went to uh, a Vietnamese <laughs> restaurant the other day, you know, and they had... Um, Hanging on the wall, the the New Year's lion costumes, and we went and we saw the lion dance. He said, "Are we going to go to that restaurant again with the lions?" Like, what 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 restaurant? He said, "You know, the Mexican restaurant um, with the lions," and because uh, he knew it was some other culture. <laughs> That's right, some other blended. <laughs> yeah, sweet. right. So sweet. it's like when I was in the monastery in India, you know, and we you know a Tibetan monastery in India. When I'm fishing for a Tibetan word to interact with. <laughs> Um, my mind often would try Spanish. Um. <laughs> Me too. I don't, even, I don't even know Spanish. My French is like better. <laughs> no, that's it. I mean, my mind has two languages. English and I'm not, and the stuff I'm uncertain of. And the English and the language I don't know, which yeah. is, includes Tibetan and Spanish. Well, your Tibetan's getting kind of mean, I imagine, over the years as you translate and stuff. I A lot of people imagine that. And then the reality is, <laughs> let's say mean in another sense, like yeah. meagerly and mean, not so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's better. Um, oh, it's astounding oh. how slowly it's developed over the number of years. <laughs> really? Well, you started really. late on, you know, it's it's hard after. Yeah. It, 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 you That's know, kind of you. the the teens and the twenties and the and the pre tens are when to do the languages. You know, it's like okay. All I would have to do is not much else, and I think I could make a lot of progress. But that has never been my approach. Nor is it even an option now. So no, it's <laughs> it not. Might have been back no, in the day, it's but not. No, I do about exactly as much as I'm able. Yeah, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, you know, we'll see how this develops in him. And there's a, when, when he came into this life, he, I, you know, his inclinations and I don't know, you know, I don't know if this was in his mother's belly, if it was in, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Or from, from somewhere, uh, I'm not sure what, uh, what the word is, what comes before beyond. What comes before, before, beyond? <laughs> when he when he was in the beyond, uh, but, but, but before, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little confusing. I'm having to go two different directions on the same line, so I don't know what to do. Right? Yeah, uh, he came into this life. But it's asymptotic off. both ways, so we really are just saying the same. We're good. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Um. <laughs> 
he it took him he now he's a very joyful man and um mm. i it was mm. not and that i think is like a predominant quality of his that people yes can see and detect quickly in my son and i'm very i'm very proud of that i feel like that i do feel like we've played a large hand in that and yeah, um is it nature is it nurture i mean what look i believe that nurture plays a big role but is isn't that also nature? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was my, oh, I was oh, nurtured by what was nurtured by what was nurtured by. Inter- that's more interesting even than the notion of weaving the, on the same side of the same coin. That's like goes even deeper into how interpenetrating those two realities are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like, right. yeah. Right. He was nurtured by nature. It's almost like um, maybe we're getting semantic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And these, uh, yeah. Um, we are observing things in reality and we are asserting patterns into reality and the, the it, they're not contradictory. Those are uh. not contradictory. And, and, and we are observing our patterns asserted into reality and those are not contradictory. And the, mm. the waves, the, the amber waves of grain uh, do look like the ocean and they're not waves in the sense of the ocean, but they do look like that, but they don't know that they look like the ocean. They've never seen the ocean and, um, and they are related. And that pattern is there. It's not that that pattern is not there, but the pattern is asserted by our idea of that pattern. And we call it a wave because yeah, 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 yeah. And perhaps, perhaps in a God-centered world, we would talk about a collusion of wills, whereby there is some sort of perceivable musical order to the spheres and the stars and the waves and the patterns and the general cycles of and rhythms of all the seasons. That they, and then we're also asserting our own patterns within a within a pattern. There, there is def- so. A, I guess they might speak of what I mentioned is a, a collusion of wills. You know does feel like some shared interpenetrating of subjective and objective. I don't know. Well, I, and um, this is a, a distinction between the, the sub branches of, of, yeah. of the, of the middle way school of Buddhism, the sub branches of the middle way school of Buddhism, where the Swat- ostensibly lo- right Svatantra, lower branch, you know, according to the higher branch. You know, according to branch <laughs> I like love that. You always branch. giggle when you say this. I love it. Whenever you yeah. talk about a lower or a lesser or other, you're like, and you do this nervous giggle for every for 10 years. Man. I don't want any trouble. I don't want to do that. It's just, just, let's just call it two branches, okay? <laughs> and I, you know, the, I'm probably even more of an apologist for it because, uh, you know, I, I, I can, you know, the, the one that in this presentation calls itself higher, I'm personally um, think is higher. <laughs> I, I, I would I would don't want to put it that way. No, oh, I wouldn't put it that way. It. I would say no. I'm I'm no, I'm okay. so very I'm so deeply sympathetic to there. Oh, okay, hedgy, um, and um, and so the the you know the Svatantrika branch says that a thing depends upon. Um, being seen, uh, uh, an object depends on being seen by a, you know, a, a state of mind. There has to be a mind. There has to be something mm. seen by a state of mind. The, the tree in the woods has to be perceived yeah. 
by some entity, right? It depends. The thing depends upon the viewer. Half um, of its dependence, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it. it's dependent upon the viewer, but... Mm-hmm. But the 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 other branch, the 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 whatever upper middle way, sorry, that calls itself the upper middle way, um, uh, insert nervous giggle, uh, says mm. that they depend upon each other, and that's weird. You notice in um, there's mm-hmm. this funny thing in uh, and I think it's about leverage, but it, it doesn't matter. There's something about um, Warrior One, right? Uh, Virabhadrasana A. <laughs> it is easier if you uh, put your hands together in prayer above your head, sink into your front knee with a straight back leg. Square uh, your hips so that they're forward to the <laughs> Your hands above your head in prayer, it is look up at the hands and, and the heart starts to flutter. And somehow it's easier if you cross your thumbs. I swear to goodness. For some reason, it is easier if you cross your thumbs and it's harder if you don't. And, and you're not, what, what's holding what? Like you can hold the, are the thumbs holding each other up? You're holding yourself up with you that is being held up? I don't know, but it works, okay? And maybe there's something about The thumb digs into the metacarpals, and somehow you get a little hook there, which means you're not having to hold your thumb. Yeah, but then you don't have to hold the thumbs up straight, and you're not coming from that muscle in the outer edge of the floor. It's like like holding your own ladder. (laughs) Totally. So where are you going? This is is the state of affairs that, uh, that the ostensible highest school of Buddhism suggests. (laughs) <laughs> um, nervous giggle that um, that things are holding each other up, and and that 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 the the right what you call a collusion, right? That it the perceiver and the perceived are holding yes. each other up. Yep. Yes, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It is both ways. the The world is coming from you. You're coming from the yeah. When we talk about inanimate objects, for me to see such a thing as waves of grain to see them waving like the ocean is dependent on me thinking about them that way. But, but there is a thing that I'm looking at now, that thing that I'm looking at that I'm calling that it doesn't exist without my, yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. Now, when we talk about people, of course, it's always way weirder. Um, (laughs) When we talk about beings, uh, mm. It's always way weirder mm. when we talk about the the majesty or enormity of creation. It's super weird, yeah. Um, yeah, to talk about how your existence depends on me, and then before someone goes solipsistic, right? Before someone gets yeah, well, weird, yeah. hold your hold right? your yeah. yeah, like before when you say like your wife depends on your mind to exist you gotta run in there and say but don't worry you don't exist without her mind either like that but the same is true for her you see which is way way which which almost seems to undermine what you just said she can't exist without you the other people in your life can't exist without you so so wait suddenly you're all alone in this world but don't worry the same is true for them wait what the actual fuck Right? That's confusing. Yeah. It's like talking about nature and nurture. 
I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it, it does tie in. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do they, right. The they nature, naturally? the you know, the the stuff that goes on genetically and otherwise that seems to make this being be more aggravated than this other more patient child that has, and I treated them with the equal love and all the same, you know, like, come on, there's something there for, you know, you want to just like, and then you're like, yeah, but. <laughs> so, right. So like my, my Kevin, right. Like he's, is dependent on me, but Kevin's Ben is Kevin's version of Ben. Right. So it's not like I don't depend on Kevin in that way. But like, don't we, like how much of the way we think of ourselves is wrapped up in the way that we think other people think of us. Now, is that, is that Kevin's version of me or is that Ben's version of Kevin's version of me? <laughs> well, hopefully there's some sort of Venn diagram. So there's some sort of inter intersection. <laughs> yeah, but when there, when there isn't, when there that. isn't, when there isn't, a, yeah. I think a lot of problems have, I'm a guy who comes on time. Really? I really, really, Kevin? Cause I just, <laughs> no, I am. I've really, Oh, wow. Well, Cause the last, no, it was only one time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, oh, my, uh, um, heaven forbid that no one should be able to correct us about our self image. Yeah. And actually the freedom from that thought relative to oneself and to others is a form of Christian recollection, which is, which is a form that is given by grace, a, a recollected state of grace. What? Wherein one is not perseverating upon what others are thinking of, of you. And you might not even be perseverating much on how you think about you. You're actually kind of in a state of doing God's will, which is your deepest will, which is both God's will and your own will, which is both the subjective law, but is also undergone subjectively through an act of freedom, whereby we are freed from this self-consciousness somehow in an act of grace. And that's when it feels groovy. That's, that's it yeah, feeling good I, here. I guess, you know, like I feel uh, uh, like I, 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 at some point in my life, I made a decision that I contemplated and whatever, I, I can review this as I reserve the right to review this decision again uh, <laughs> as life goes on. But, um, okay, good. can we say that about everything that we just said, it's particularly what I just said, because it's full of problems, okay? Can we apply that to everything that's occurred before? Was, you know, as I got, I, it's always been really important to me what people thought of me. And that was hard for me as a kid, of course. That's so hard. I mean, in oh. school and high school and all these. Oh, still for me. You know, oh my God, you just have to beg. Oh. Of course, you just, just got to like beg a kid, you know, and the, it's so easy to say, don't just don't care what people think of it. Not you as know? bad as sixth it, grade though now, right? Right. <laughs> Seventh grade it. and eighth oh grade. God. Oh my God, the worst years. This is like, and ah. then you've got to like, and then at a certain point, I just, I just decided like, well, but, but I want people to be happy. And, mm. and so I want people, mm. of course, I want people to enjoy me because I want them to be happy. And, and, and so it's okay. And it's not as, as simple as that, but, it, but at the same time, like, like part of refining our behavior in the world and to say, well, may my life be guided by love. And then I don't have to worry so much about <laughs> the specifics. <laughs> yeah. But bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. You know, there, it's in like, this video. Uh, you know, if your friends aren't having that experience of you, 
right? And you're no. like, I'm sorry, I'm uh, sorry, everyone's having just such a miserable myself. time yeah. around me, yeah. but I'm yeah. just like expressing yeah. myself through love yeah. the way I see it, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah. Well, I don't know what you call love, you know, but that's, but spare us, you know? <laughs> no more of your love, please, which is, you know, frankly, not an uncommon sentiment, right? Especially yeah, in the realm yeah. of parenting. Yeah, quite. Yeah, right. Uh, to love through criticism, for example. Yeah. Um, as opposed to loving through love. Well, this is my way of expressing love. Well, fucking stop it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> you know, you know, my, you know, and 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 when you've received a lot of criticism like that, you know, it's hard. And then well, daddy loves you. He's just doing it. It's like, well, wow. Um, it'd be really nice to get some. Okay, well, it doesn't sound like it to me, man. I mean, and that was for sure a dynamic in my life, very, uh, yeah. very hard in that way. And then I've had to really work on that, you know. Um, but we've moved from the Swatantrika and the and the Machamika between the between the two. The oh my goodness, upper and <laughs> lower schools of the highest school. Um, it's um, both. It's all. You know, it's both, and it's all, and it's not. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I hope this project is going okay. I hope I'm doing an okay job with this, uh, this beautiful son of mine. He's, um, but I, I do. I, I, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. I don't know. He looks pretty good. He's very, and I hope I keep doing a good job. And there's a lot more work to be done. And it's, it's going to be hard for him. I'm not. He's not. He's not naturally athletic. Um, he's not, uh, I, I'm not, or I don't know if he was, I mean, I didn't play, I'm not naturally, like I haven't played ball with him every day since he was a zygote. Um, <laughs> his, his mom is a bigger jock than me, right? We know oh, this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and she hasn't played ball with him every day since he was a zygote either. And, um, and so I, and I don't know. And so is that why he's not a jock? I, I don't know, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, um, and, 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 you know, you made me think of something because you talked about how emotional both you and I are, how we feel things yeah. deeply and they hit us deeply. And sometimes I feel that way about myself. Sometimes I feel pretty dull, and I'm sure you've experienced me as quite dull emotionally. So I'm not always this way. But, and to the, you know, and to an extent my never. son is, the extent never. my son. Honestly, uh-huh. honestly. Well, to, to an extent my son is like the same way you were, we were saying in our conversation yesterday. And I, I like to just, in closing, like where we're, there's there's a way in which that can be too highly, that can be too loud. It can create an inner tension that is pushing away grace. And I'll speak for myself. I experience myself very strongly when I feel something strongly that has a both good and negative aspect. And the negative aspect is that tension that lets me know I'm a me through, oh, I hope I'm doing a good job as a father. Did I do it? And I per-. There sometimes can be an excessive perseveration. There can be an excessive spiritual concern where it's like, yo, bro, dial it down. Leave it in the hands of God now. Relax now, Kevin. Your, 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 your tension, which you think is a form of love, is a form of idolatry. You're making an idol of your own tension. What tension? That 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 that. Of, of, well, of course you 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 you're part of the w- reason why Ezra 
or or or, or Sam or has come is developing the way he is, but mostly there's some other. Well, it's yeah, just to just to just to I have to be careful with this, and I well, like we said, like what yeah, like we so said it's, in it's, this distinction, even if it was a hundred percent you. Okay. Even if your kid not was the way that karma. he is yeah. for a hundred percent you. Okay. Yeah. It's as opposed to the what he came into this life. Even yeah. if it was a hundred percent you, yeah. then then where did you get it from? And even if that was a hundred percent your parents, then where did they get it from? And even if that was a hundred percent their parents, then where did they get it from? Oh and, and that's a and slightly different makes, subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean concept I'm, of somehow laying this own it's not though. Oh, it makes me. somehow the 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 concept of laying this onus entirely uh, at our own feet uh, high uh, dubious at best. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yes, quite. Yeah, well said. Yeah, exactly. And there is a real. I do believe there is a, a deep trust and faith and relaxation that can come with that. And the child picks up on that trust, mm-hmm. and that is one of the kindest things we can give our children is this kind of a little bit for me ratcheting down <laughs> strange rate of it of the tension by which I do by which I wait a minute I can't like even like say, I can't even say it right you see <laughs> but, down. but but to what extent am I so effervescently engaged in the nature of reality and of being a good dad but it's like hey bro come on now no 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 chill a little bit buddy and 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 trust so I and I say that for me, you know. I don't. I don't know what it's like inside Ben, you know. Um, I say it. Yeah. Uh, and I think my 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 son's been pleading for this. Yeah. Sorry. For the your son's been pleading for that. He, but I, I mean, think he. I think he's un- been wanting to... of the hatches a little more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the letting the letting go of the hatchet. Wait, the lesson of the ratchet. Wait, what, if, what do you mean? <laughs> I, what are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, sitting back and watching the the stream flow together. Yeah, watching the lila and smelling the flower. And you know how to do this. Like, just enjoying the... Just (laughs) vaguely aware of the phenomenon. I know how to do it badly, and I'm working on it. Yeah. But when we, you'll be walking with your kid in the park and you'll smell some flower you'll love. You'll just be like, oh, the New Mexico sky. Just kind of like... And I just think... I think... My son said, "Dad, you seemed like a a person who's was joyful, you know. And sometimes my sadness bumped up against your what I perceived to be your joy, and it it sometimes just created some kind of jankiness. But I am I am grateful that you were you were you 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 practiced joy. I wasn't always, but I did try to practice that a little bit. But I yeah. do feel." I, so I, I ratcheted up this sense of developing and growing. I, I take, sometimes I take this, the, the, the spiritual life and the path a little too, not serious, it needs to be taken seriously, but, you know, a little, with a little too much um, anxiousness mm-hmm. surrounding it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm feeding an idol in, uh, of self that I'm not quite aware of. And I think I'm actually doing the opposite, perhaps, when perhaps I'm not, you know. But perseverating on that would be making the very error that I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it darn right. Thank you. Right. Okay. Yeah, you're going to yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. sit back and watch the perseverating. Yep. That's right. Cool.
cool, dude. I love you, bro. I love you too. Yeah, later, bro.